Today's brand new Compete Everyday podcast, we are hosting mental performance coach Gary Chupik, and we're talking about the importance of mental imagery and why toxic positivity has got to go. My name is Jake Thompson, your Chief Encouragement Officer, and this is the Compete Everyday Podcast, a show designed to encourage and equip you with the tools to build a winning mindset so you can build your winning life. Text PODCAST to 972-945-9113 to join our Morning Motivation Club and visit CompeteEveryday.com for past podcast episodes and to learn more about our resources and gear for ambitious people who are ready to start winning. Welcome to the show. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, competitor. Jake Thompson here, your Chief Encouragement Officer, and welcome or welcome back to this brand new episode of the Compete Every Day podcast. I'm excited today to welcome to the show Gary Chupik. Gary runs Elite Mindset Nation, as well as does some leadership coaching and strategic planning for a number of organizations. His clients include corporate leaders, NFL athletes, boxing athletes, you name it. The guy has worked with a ton of people in sports and business. And today we dive into the idea of optimism versus positivity. We talk about how the importance of mental imagery plays into preparation and why it's not about just imagining everything going perfect and according to plan, but about imagining those obstacles and how you're going to respond to them. Before we dive into today's show, I want to encourage you to join the Morning Motivation Club. All you got to do is text the word podcast to 972-945-9113. That's word podcast to 972-945-9113. And then I would love if you're able to support the show in one of two easy ways. The fastest, the easiest, and the most free way to support the show is just share today's episode with somebody. Share podcast.competeeveryday.com. Share the Compete Every Day website or social media with someone who's a not yet a part of Competitor Nation. Introduce it to them if they're an ambitious person just like you wanting to get better, wanting to build that winning mindset, or they just need to start surrounding themselves with more driven people because who they're hanging out with is not helping them become who they want to be. The other way to support the show is just head on over to CompeteEveryDay.com and use the code PODCAST. We'll get you 15% off any order. That's code PODCAST. We'll get you 15% off any order at CompeteEveryDay.com. You can shop the new spring collection. You can pick up a copy of our daily Win Your Next journal or even grab a copy of my book, Compete Every Day. So code PODCAST will always get you 15% off as a thank you for tuning in to the show each and every week. Or in this case, this year, we've been multiple times a week, every week. So I hope you're getting value from the show. Now, let's welcome into the show my new friend and mental performance coach, founder of Elite Mindset Nation, Gary Chupik. Gary, welcome to the Compete Everyday Podcast. Hey, so glad to be here. Yes, looking forward to today's conversation. I appreciate you having some time to hang out with us. Really kicking us off, I'd love to get this idea from you of what you consider an elite mindset. How do you define that in your world? Yeah, that's a great question. So, so we know that a mindset is something that's set. And so think of it like being set in stone. So it's hard to move. And the reason why it's hard to move is because we have patterns of thoughts 
and beliefs that, that impact our actions and our behaviors. So those thoughts and those feelings affect behaviors. And so that's what mindset is. And so it's just hard to change. And so when we can get a grip on what we're thinking and kind of think about what we think about, then we can at least have a shot at trying to decipher all the unconscious thoughts that we have and the conscious ones that we have. A lot of people say that you can't control unconscious thoughts. I actually kind of don't believe that. Um, I think our unconscious thoughts are impacted and affected by the things that we do think consciously. So I think it goes both ways. Yeah. Well, and I would say on that, there's a lot of us that are carrying thoughts and beliefs uh, that we've had since we were kids, things teacher told us, parent told us, whatever, that are impacting our day-to-day life and, and we don't fully understand it. And perhaps we, we don't have the self-awareness to understand why we do certain things in that area. And I would think that's kind of why this, I would say, exploration journey into mindset and, and the ones we're aware of and the ones we're not is so important. Talk to me a little bit about how, because I know you do this, you do this work coaching and helping athletes and, and business professionals and all, all sorts of individuals with this mentality and building an elite mindset. How do we, I, I would say for lack of a better phrase, how do we become more aware of those subconscious thoughts and beliefs that are impacting our mindset? Wow, that's a, another really great question. Um, so the, the art of good question asking is crucial in all of that, because unless we're asking good questions, we, we don't actually become aware of things. We just kind of move on through our day. The brain is, is uh, specifically designed to simplify our lives. So it's only when we can slow down and answer difficult questions. And sometimes we need someone to ask us those questions, like a great coach. So when a great coach can get uh, have access to us and our minds and our hearts and our beliefs, then it's, it's think of it like a well. It's like, when those things are really deep down in that well, and there's no light shining on those things, we kind of don't know that they exist, but when we can bring them up and when a good coach can ask us questions and that coach is, is um, skillfully curious about asking us the right questions in the right sequence, then it's like pulling up that, that pail out of the well and bringing it up to the surface where you can expose some light to it. So a big portion of that is, is finding a really great coach. Yeah. Well, and I think for those listening, they're like, of course, athletes have coaches. We see it on teams and certain professionals have coaches, but there's a theme in terms of successful people having and finding coaches, having people to work with, asking the tough questions, having these conversations. When you tend to get pushback from, we'll say business professionals, because that's an industry that some people are fully bought into coaches. And some people are like, I don't even see the point of having a coach for my career. Where does that conversation start with you? Because I would imagine a lot of it's determining like what, what do they actually want to succeed and how do they want to get to where they want to go? But most people kind of just, I would say, have the mentality of like, well, I'll just get promoted over time and I'll get to that spot and it'll take care of itself. So then coach comes in and we talk about the benefits of coaching. How do you start that conversation? Well, that's, that's a really interesting topic. So the, an interesting topic concerning mindset is motivation. So I had some conversations with the Seattle Mariners uh, sports psych guy, Andy McKay, and, and we kind of went around a little bit about this question. It's like, how important is motivation? So if you're going to start with motivation, I mean, you can start there, 
But I tend to think motivation is overrated because if you, if your motivation, well, for example, if you're human and your motivation sort of fluctuates, then is your performance going to fluctuate on your emotions and on the way that you feel? But if you can create some healthy rhythms in your life and become a little bit more mechanical, I think in a positive, healthy way. So in other words, if you can create some rhythms in your life that regardless of how you feel, deliver productivity and outcomes, you're, you actually don't really need the motivation if you're so dialed into those habits. So I think it's a really valuable place, um, I think, to end with, but I don't really love starting with motivation. Andy does, but I think it's a great place to end because I think there are other factors like self-leadership that are, I think, which I think is the holy grail of performance. But if you can lead yourself in such a way that motivation is is not as important. And then you're just, like I tell my clients, you're damn hard to beat even on your worst days because you put in the time when nobody else wants to. And even when you don't feel like it. So I just had surgery last week and, um, and I'm in the gym and it's like, it's not, it's not what I can do. It's not what I can't do. It's what I can do. So what can I do? Yeah. I just had surgery hard for me to walk, but I'm there. And I'm putting in time and competing against myself on a regular basis, trying to draw the very best out of myself. So that rhythm of going to the gym or those, those habits are, I think are more important than the motivation. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because we, that's a line we talk about so much here of doing what you can until you get to do what you want. And if you're yeah. dealing with that injury or that situation or that internship, what are you still showing up and doing? And what I love most, I actually would probably agree with your perspective on motivation versus perhaps Andy. And I've had guys that and girls that they'll, they would disagree. They would be in Andy's camp. But similarly to me, I, I look at that motivation, really the feeling in one category and then the purpose in the other. And that purpose, that drive, that deeper longing is that last piece. Like taking care of yourself and building your mindset and the habits and systems so that you're not on this roller coaster. And I think you said it best of like, however you're feeling, it's making sure that you don't get too high with the highs and too low with the lows, because that more equilibrium allows you to be more consistent in all of you, in all the things you do. One of the things I know that, that you're passionate about talking about that ties into that consistency is preparation and where this idea of preparation comes in. And why, I don't know how we started as a society to believe the myth that you're just talented and show up and do things naturally, or you don't. And it's not about the preparation behind the scenes. So talk to me a little bit about what real preparation looks like and feels like for you and how you take, try to take your clients through it and why I would think you would agree. It's a really competitive advantage for people that know how to prepare. Yeah, preparation is interesting. I mean, you've heard it said before that we don't really rise to the level of our ambition, we fall to the level of our habits. And so if we have a daily rhythm or weekly rhythm, or even a monthly or quarterly rhythm of high performance of those things that put us in the best position to succeed or be productive. And if we can do those things or find a reason to do those things on a regular basis, then I think it's pretty powerful. And so I, that's where I think mental imagery comes in both is helpful in both sports and in business. Because if you, can, if you can imagine how important it is to, for you to have a vision of who you are and where you want to go, if you connect with that vision every day, then you are preparing yourself to walk in your own shoes five months down the road, a year down the road, two or three years down the road. So it's like you're giving yourself a picture or, or using mental imagery to put yourself there. And so it's kind of like reverse engineering 
this whole idea of what the future looks like for you. So um, one of the one of the areas that I get a lot of flack for is is I, <laughs> as I talk often about toxic positivity. So so and, and, and how that relates to preparation and preparing for things is that I'm a much bigger believer in optimism than positivity. So positivity can be a flighting feeling, but there's a couple problems with, with positivity. Number one, it can be dangerous. So telling yourself that you can do something that you can't do is, can be actually dangerous. In fact, I had a client that said that he was skiing in Oregon and he broke his leg because all of his friends were encouraging him and cheerleading him that he could actually do something. So they're like, you can do it. You can be positive. And he broke his leg. Well, that, that was kind of a, you know, a kind of a, a funny situation, even though it wasn't until about a year and a half ago, one of my clients from Tacoma, Washington had his next door neighbor's family. They have a 10 year old boy who went down a ski slope and it was the same situation. Everybody was telling him that he could do it. He went down a black diamond ski, uh, ski slope and he lost his life. So not only could you tell yourself lies, you could, it's actually dangerous. And so there's a, there's a downside or a dark side to positivity, but I, what I believe in is optimism. So optimism always requires a reason for us to be optimistic. So instead of working on an outcome, which you might totally, you know, you can't totally control an outcome, but you can control the reasons why you have given yourself a reason to be optimistic. So work on the reasons to be optimistic. And I got to tell you, if you work on the reasons to give yourself the, um, the, uh, reasons to be optimistic. Well, you're, that's how you build confidence because you keep proving to yourself that you're capable and you keep giving yourself reasons to believe that you can do something. So optimism always requires a reason for you to be optimistic. So work on the reasons to be optimistic. So if you say to me, Gary, I'm going to jump out of a plane, um, you know, this afternoon, I'm like, well, what reasons have you given yourself to be optimistic that you can actually do that? So I think there's an overemphasis on outcome which we can't totally control, yep. but we can control our daily, daily habits. We can control what we think. We can control many of our unconscious thoughts. And a lot of that has to do with preparation. Well, and I like how you repackage that, the conversations around what are your reasons for optimism, because I'm very much in the same boat. I hate toxic positivity. Optimism, there's a realness to it. And then you're looking for reasons to have that, that different perspective but it's not ignoring reality and it's not exactly. ignoring the situation. And I think, you know, that positivity, not only can it get us into trouble in the situations you talked about, but when you have that positivity and you're only thinking positive thoughts or trying to think positive thoughts, nothing hardly, or excuse me, hardly anything ever goes according to plan. Sports mm -hmm. never go according to plan. Life rarely goes according to plan. So when things do not go according to plan and you get hit in the face or you strike out or you do this and you've not, mentally prepared yourself for how will I respond if this happens, you're caught flat-footed and crushed. And I think, I mean, for the most part, everybody March, 2020 was caught off guard and knocked off their feet with what happened. We were not expecting how the world was going to change the way it did as quickly as it did. However, the people that bounced back were the ones, as you just talked about, practice optimism. What reasons do I still have to be optimistic and what's still in my control of what I can do? And you just dial in on that every single day, like a little rep. That's right. And, you know, it's interesting. One of my clients was um, an executive at Microsoft and he, he had at the beginning of COVID, he had shared with me a couple different ideas about, you know, what Microsoft's strategy was going to be. And their very first strategy was to adapt, right? 
it was just to adapt. We have to adapt to the times. And you think about it, if you're a boxer, do you really want a tough boxer or do you want someone who's an, an adaptive boxer? You want actually a boxer who's going to be able to adapt to his opponent. And uh, so you can be tough and take a lot of shots to the head. But what we're really looking for is someone who's very adaptive, very flexible so that he can change with the situation. So, so when you're in, a, in the field of combat or you're in the heat of competition, you will rely on your training. You will rely on your instincts. And that's what we want you to do. We don't want you to be overthinking things. We do want you to be able to react and adapt. So I think that's that, a Mike Tyson quote. Everybody's got a plan until you get punched in the mouth. That's, that's right. That's right. So we want, we want the people that we work with, high level athletes and people in business to be able to respond um, in, in healthy ways, not just simply react. Well, along those lines, that, that adaptability, the, the opportunities and, and confidence to call that audible, I would say that probably ties in pretty well to your game plan for life program. And, and so talk to me a little bit about one, why you created this program and, and really who, it, who it's for and what it's designed for. Yeah. So the game plan for life is a, is an, is a, is a program that I created for two different groups of people. Number one is people who want to optimize their life. So they're, they're just sort of um, obsessed with being their very best at every area of their life. And the second group of people it's for is those who are about to go into a transition are in a transition or coming out of a transition in their life. So it's like a recalibration tool like this, you know, what should I do with my life? If you want to sort of waste the next five or 10 years of your life trying to figure out what you should do. Um, yeah, you can do that on your own, but, but going through a program like the game plan for life, you know, you could sort of know those things in two days. And so it, it's a valuable tool that accomplishes clarity and confidence in someone's life. So for example, sometimes we have ambitions that don't really match our wiring. So we might be passionate about something, but if you're not wired for it, then, you know, it's, it, you're probably wasting a lot of time, energy, and resources. But what the game plan for life does is it looks at an individual and says, let's just think about what is instead of, you know, summoning your subjective self, what if we just took a look at who you are, what you're good at, what your talent is, what your ability is, and then instead of sort of reimagining your future, what if we just extended the trajectory of the skills and experiences that you've already had? And what if we could just extend that trajectory? And what would be a, a, a next step for you? And then we can figure that out with precision for someone through the game plan for life. Well, and it, and it takes away, I would imagine, going through that process takes away the mental angst and maybe fear of the unknown, because it helps like anything, you create a game plan, you have more of a step-by-step -step process. You're not waking up every day, wondering, thinking, wasting decision-making energy on what should I do? You have a better picture and every decision and choice you make comes off of that. That's right. You know, it's interesting, Nick Saban, um, coach of the Alabama Crimson Tide, you know, I'm not the biggest fan in the world, but, you know, much respect where respect is due. You know, he was giving a speech one day that I was at, and he said something that was so profoundly simple. And, I, and of course, you know, he can say it in a way that only he can say it, right? He's kind of aw shucks. And, you know, I don't know why I'm here. And I don't know why you're all looking at me like I'm a hero or anything. But, but he, he broke it down into four really, really clear steps. And I, and I love them because it starts at the highest level, which is number one, which is the, what's the vision for your team or your company? Like, what's your vision? And everybody's got to be clear about the vision. The second piece is everybody has a role. So what's your role? Number three is what's our process to win? 
And finally, number four, what does daily execution look like? So whether we're talking about preparation, we're talking about a game plan for life, whatever it is, it's got to boil back down to daily execution. And that's where I think most teams in terms of athletes and most business people kind of get sidetracked because distractions are the enemy. And, it's, and, and in fact, I think information is like calories. If you have too, many, too much information and you have too many calories, what happens to you? You, you feel lethargic. Yeah, yep. it's too much. You get lethargic, you get overweight, you get weighed down. So to have the discipline to limit the things that we do in a day so that we can do the things that give us the, put us in the best position to have a fantastic day, then that's really important. We should be about those things. It's actually switching the locus of control for us. So we all have an internal locus of control and an external locus of control. So most of us live our lives with an external locus of control. In other words, whatever happens to us, we sort of absorb and our day might be good or bad based on those things that happen to us. However, if we can switch to an internal locus of control and we define our own success on a daily or weekly or monthly basis, then we can have a successful day every single day. So I created something called win the day. So you have to pick either five or seven things. There's an odd number of things. And every day you put down those things that are going to give you a successful day. And either you win or you lose, right? That's why we use an odd number. So you win or you lose. So you pick those five or seven things. And I tend to do the same things every day. So these are the five or seven. I have seven things that I do every day that they never change. And so it, what it's done, it's given me an internal locus of control. So whatever happens on the outside even if it's not good, I'm far better prepared to deal with those things because I know I've done the things that already have given me a successful day. I love it. I love it. And, and the confidence at the end of a bad day or a tough day or a challenging day, knowing you got some things done and you won the day by making that progress is such a, a big confidence boost heading into the next day because you're like, look at everything that happened. Look at everything I had to deal with and I still got it done. And so a lot of times we need that boost versus just completely throwing up our hands and, and trying to take an L for the day. Gary, man, this has been a lot of fun. Where is the best place for people to connect with you on social media as well as what website should they go to check out more of your game plan for life and learn about your work? Yeah. Well, thank you. Uh, so people can find me on Instagram. I own two businesses. So one of them is a leadership company and one of them is an elite mental training company. So people can find me on, in, on Instagram at elitemindsetnation.com. Elite Mindset Nation for the website is .com, but on, on Instagram, it's Elite Mindset. And then they can always go to my website, Elite Mindset Nation. And by the way, people can sign up for a free Monday morning mindset text message that I send out to thousands of people so they can access, um, just kind of get that, that vitamin B12 shot for their entire week, just on Monday mornings. And then if they're interested in the game plan for life, that's at GaryChupik.com. That's G-A-R-Y-C-H-U-P-I-K. Love it, my man. Well, hey, thank you so incredibly much for coming on the show this week. Listeners, be sure to check out Gary's work. Give him a follow on social media and then go over if you're in that transition, if you're looking to get to that next level, check out his game plan for life. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Compete Everyday Podcast. To get in touch with the team, drop us an email to podcast at competeeveryday.com. And to find out more about our resources, content, and gear that will help you build that winning mindset so you better compete for your best life, visit CompeteEveryday.com.